Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and are thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we will attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. I was listening to this podcast uh, that I listen to on a regular basis, and it's a podcast about uh, technology and latest developments in the technology horizon and how technology is implemented in the business. So it's a very interesting podcast. But there was a comment made in the podcast that enterprise architecture frameworks are not very useful. Now, mind you, this is not a podcast about enterprise architecture. It is primarily related to uh, software development, technologies, infrastructure, etc. Now, there were three reasons that they gave of why enterprise architecture frameworks are not very useful. The first one they said is the frameworks are very generic. They're so generic that to build an enterprise architecture and to bring it down to the implementation level, there's a ton of work required. And so essentially it is almost like starting from a scratch and they don't solve their purpose. The second reason that they gave is that enterprise architecture frameworks are too high level. So they're not very practical. They don't take care about the issues that happen at the lowest level uh, when it comes to implementation of technologies or source code or testing or uh, CICD and what have you. And so they're not very useful. And the third reason that they gave is that there's no feedback mechanism in enterprise architecture. And so they're not very useful. So in today's episode, I would like to talk about these three things and challenge them and and be an advocate for enterprise architecture frameworks and prove how they are useful. So let's take a look at the first reason. The first reason is enterprise architecture frameworks are generic. Now that statement itself is wrong. Uh, considering that it is a framework and has to be usable by any industry, any organization uh, in any area of the business, uh, it is supposed to be generic. But it is not as generic as a blank paper and starting from a scratch. Uh, it is not unusable. An enterprise architecture framework provides us with a comprehensive checklist of all the kinds of uh, deliverables that you can build. It provides us with a, a method of how we can build enterprise architecture. It provides us guidance on how to collect information or how to manage the stakeholders, how to manage the risk, and so on and so forth. So there's a ton of things which are uh, usable as is under most circumstances. Of course, it is generic, but more importantly, an enterprise architecture framework is customizable, tailorable, and there are guidance about how to customize the enterprise architecture framework as well. So, so saying that an enterprise architecture framework is generic and unusable, the statement is wrong. There's a lot more to uh, an enterprise architecture framework than what is perceived out there when it comes to being generic. The second reason that was quoted was that enterprise architecture frameworks are too high level and that they don't they they cannot be used when it comes to software development or or technology implementation and and basically ground level things that statement is also not entirely accurate um, 
there are many enterprise architecture frameworks out there. Some are good, some are bad. I will talk about the open group architecture framework. Uh, in that framework, they look at the architecture at three different levels. And if you look at the Zatpen framework, they have uh, seven different levels. And But today I'm going to talk about the open group architecture framework and how it addresses this issue. TOGAF looks at the architecture at the highest level, at the executive level. TOGAF looks at the architecture at the strategic level or at the executive level, and they call it strategic architecture. And then it recommends that the strategic architecture be broken down into smaller components and or smaller segments. And that's why it calls it segment architecture. So there are multiple segment architectures in uh, strategic architecture. And then it further recommends that each segment be broken down into smaller capabilities. So the capability architecture is at the lowest level and it focuses primarily on the implementation of the architecture. It looks at technologies, it looks at application development, it looks at CI, CD, and so on. Now, of course, is all of that a part of the enterprise architecture framework? No. So CI, CD, um, technology implementation, software development are not a part of the TOGAF framework, but it does have guidance around how uh, the entire enterprise architecture can be broken down into smaller segments and then further broken down into smaller capabilities and how they can be managed at the project level, at the portfolio level, and finally at the enterprise level. So saying that enterprise architecture frameworks are just high level and that uh, you know they don't look at practical considerations at the lowest level or at the ground level is an inaccurate statement. And then finally, the third issue that was raised was that there is no feedback mechanism. And this statement cannot be far from the truth. One of the most important aspects of enterprise architecture is architecture governance. And it is perceived that architecture governance is all about making sure that the standards are being followed. Right? And to a certain extent, that statement is also true. Uh, without governance, there is usually chaos within the organization. And that is why we have all kinds of governance within the organization. We have audits, we have uh, corporate governance, we have financial governance, we have technology governance, software governance, we have all kinds of governances within an organization, whether or not we have an enterprise architecture capability. And governance plays a very important role to make sure that the organization meets its objectives and then and that they do not stray from the path. And architecture governance is an important function. So when you set up an enterprise architecture capability within the organization, it is recommended by various enterprise architecture frameworks, including TOGAV, that there be an architecture governance function and that it align with all the other governance functions that you have within the organization. Now, governance is not just about making sure that everything is compliant as per standards. Governance is also a learning mechanism, a feedback mechanism. When we set up a standard and the standard is not being followed, what happens is either it goes unnoticed if the governance function is not doing its job properly, or the implementation team needs to take an exception or a deviation from the standard and quote why it needs to take an exception. And then the exception is reviewed and approved and only then can they take an exception? So that is the exception mechanism, and that's how we go around uh, standards. But if 
the governance function sees that there is a particular standard that is being taken an exception for again and again and again, it becomes important for the governance function to review that standard itself. And that becomes the feedback mechanism. So if we are not being able to follow a particular standard over a period of time, it means that there is something wrong with the standard and that the standard needs to be reviewed. Now, this governance can happen at the enterprise architecture level or the strategic architecture level. It needs to happen also at the segment architecture level. Uh, you know, strategic architecture is split into multiple segments. And it also needs to happen at the capability architecture level where we look at technology standards, we look at software development standards, we look at CICD standards, we look at operating system standards, infrastructure standards, and so on and so forth. So saying that enterprise architecture frameworks do not have a feedback mechanism is also not a very accurate statement. Enterprise architecture frameworks, TOGAF specifically, has been evolving over many years now. And I have been a part of this evolution for the last 10 years or so. Um, and I have seen that the evolution is happening as the industry is changing, as the technologies are changing, and it is taking into account various paradigms. For example, uh, it is an iterative methodology, which basically means that it's, it's borrowed heavily from the agile incremental uh, development method. It borrows heavily from project management methodologies when it comes to stakeholder management and risk management. And it is just inaccurate to say that enterprise architecture frameworks are not very useful. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or a text message with just one person who might be interested in these topics. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I want. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or what have you. And it would go a long way in supporting us and growing our listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can visit us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. We also have a Telegram group if you'd like to contribute to the EA discussions or whatever. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, it's very easy to find us really. Uh, just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Clubhouse, anywhere. And you'll find a way to get in touch with us. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.